Welcome to the Shred Shed Podcast. I'm Doug. This is Aaron. And today we're going to talk about a research study. Uh, In particular, it is entitled Effects of Different Volume Equated Resistance Training Loading Strategies on Muscular Adaptations in Well-Trained Men. It's by Brad Schoenfield and his colleagues, and it was done in 2013. It's been quite fundamental and talked about studies since then, but essentially it addresses Almost something that most of us who are in the field would assume as uh, doctrine for training. That is, if you want to train for muscle growth, then you train with higher reps and lower loads. And if you want to train for strength, you train with higher loads and lower reps. Now, that might seem like common knowledge for those of us who at least dabble in the fitness industry. Uh, But there's often... What happens in these cases is we think this is the truth, but we're not sure, and we just assume that, hey, if I want to get stronger, I'm going to use heavier loads, and if I want to get gain more strength or gain more muscle, I'm going to use lighter loads and more reps. Well, there's not a whole lot of literature or science that backs that up. It's just mostly uh, old bro science that everybody thought was the case. Now, what Schoenfield did is he actually designed a study that controlled for volume, to address these two objectives and how to train for them. And then he observed in the people that he studied the outcomes. So uh, Aaron, can you explain to us the methods? What what exactly happened in this study? Yeah, so they took 20 dudes. uh, These were college age uh, men, I think uh, around 23 years old, and uh, split them up into two different groups. So one was a strength training group or a powerlifting group, and the other was a hypertrophy group, or we're going to call it bodybuilding group. Um, and they had two, two different groups, and they had them training um, in ways that you'd normally find in, in that kind of group. So the strength training group uh, trained with very higher loads and more rest in between sets. Well, the bodybuilding group uh, had a more moderate intensity, uh, less load, but also... Uh, very little rest periods, and uh, they just checked to see um, what adaptations occurred um, as a result of that. Yeah, so you mentioned that they had two different groups, and each group was training for the different objective, one being strength and the other being hypertrophy. Now, the results were interesting because you would think, well, what would you think? If, you, if I was training low loads and high reps, what, what do I think would happen? Thinking lots of strength. Lots of hypertrophy. Wait, wait, say low, low What'd you say? Low loads and high reps, bro. Oh, low lows. I'm, I'm jacked. Getting, trying to get a pump. No, you're getting jacked yes. on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That yeah. makes sense, right? Hey, I want to get huge. Well, probably should back off on the load and train with higher reps. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, you would think you get jacked. And you probably would think that you wouldn't get very strong, right? Yeah. That makes kind of common sense. Uh, on the flip side, if I walked in the gym and I... I lifted really, really heavy loads for low amounts of reps. Well, it makes sense that I probably wouldn't grow my muscle, right? Because right. I feel I don't walk out like banged up. I don't feel like I got the pump. You know? And there's and there's power lifters out there that are super strong, but they're not they're not jacked. No, and exactly. that kind of feeds into that kind of, in my mind, you know, the whole that whole uh, stereotype. Yeah, like oftentimes you see, uh, especially Asian lifters who are tiny, but they're really strong. Yeah, And so it's like, what gives? Well, <clears throat> interestingly enough, the results weren't super surprising in the sense that you would think because 
both groups actually had the same amount of hypertrophy. Now, they only measured the biceps brachii, which is really the large head of your bicep. And there's a couple of things we can infer from that. One is, well, if, if my bicep got big and I did no direct arm work, what does that tell me? It means uh, doing something right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, doing something right. But it also means I don't need to waste my time on bicep curls, yeah. right? If I'm doing just basic compound movements and I have a, a pretty solid intensity, whether it comes from volume or from weight, then I pretty much can assume I'm going to get big. Hmm. Uh, now, what is kind of surprising is the, the group that did heavier loads and lower reps they did triples, seven sets of triples, and they did uh, heavier loads, uh, they also had the same muscle growth. So that was interesting. Now on the other hand, you had, uh, they measured back squat strength, one rep max, and bench press, one rep max. And Aaron, what happened there? Yeah, so actually both, um, both strength percentages went up mm-hmm. in both groups. Yeah. And- yeah, which that was actually a shock when I was reading through this. I did not expect uh, did not expect that to be the case. Right, because you think that the the people who are training for hypertrophy wouldn't see their strength gains go up much, right? Yeah, and especially given the fact that the subjects who were being studied, who actually trained these teenage dude or not teenage uh, college dudes, um, they had been trained. They they had some experience lifting. At least I think it was a, a year and a half. But, yeah. Some had up to ten years ten lifting. Years. And uh, so both groups saw an increase in their squat and their back and their bench press. However, there was a insignificant. So this is important whenever you're doing research. It was insignificant, but a important increase in strength um, if you were training with lower reps but higher loads. So their squat went up more marginally, went up more than those who were training with the bodybuilding protocol. And uh, their bench press did as well, so that makes sense, Which right? We'd expect, yeah. If you're, but I wouldn't expect loads, it to be that close, right? That close so to get. what that tells us is that you don't have to go in and um, squat for like a a three rep max every time if you're trying to get stronger. Sometimes it's okay just to go in and do three sets of ten. Hmm. Uh, so that's interesting. In, in, in fact, to the point where uh, the researchers then inferred a couple things. One was that volume is really what matters the most. And when we say volume, we mean reps times sets times the load, the relative load, how much you're lifting, and for how many reps for total sets. Uh, so let's take, for example, you do three sets of 10, and you do 80% of your, well, that's a lot. Three sets of 10 at 60%. <laughs> three sets of 10 at 60%. And uh, you go in, and so that's total 30, 30 total reps. And then uh, 60%, let's say 60% is 100 pounds. So 30 times 100, that would be 3,000. That'd be your total volume or your tonnage. Uh, And what's interesting is if you do that and you equate it with what you would do, let's say, if you were training for strength, you're going to get pretty much similar results. And so that, but you know what happens is you're not as fatigued. You can train more efficiently, which means it doesn't take as much time because you don't have to rest as much. And because once you pound out three sets, you're done. You don't have to worry about getting seven sets. And then also, uh, you're resisting uh, the potential for injury. And it's easier to get under 60% and avoid injuring yourself or straining something than it is to do the same thing for 85% or 90% of your one rep max. 
It sounds like you're. It sounds like you're saying that the uh, the bodybuilding group is would be a better way of, of going at it. it. It would seem that way, especially uh, for novices. Uh, I imagine that it's probably safer, uh, and no one wants to spend an hour and a half in the gym unless you're, yeah. I don't know, a meathead. Unless you're a meathead, yeah, and that maybe you, you probably want to <laughs> display your um, bicep training on youtube and you happen to uh, <laughs> taking a video then you might want to spend more time because you need to take more cuts but anyways yeah it does seem that way because uh the average time to work out for these groups was 17 minutes for the hypertrophy group or the bodybuilding group and 90 minutes for the strength group uh, so wow 90 minutes to 17 minutes yeah think about that that is it's, a, yeah. it's like five times as much time in the gym, and they got similar results. And it, there was one person injured in that strength training group, I, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe they, they actually they talked to them either before, during during the study, or after the study, and a lot of people um, reported just feeling drained and, and worn out um, through the workouts and at the end of the whole program. They were just you know torched. Yeah, because yeah, it's yeah. high kind of it's high load. Right, so if you're out. if you're you're saying if you're in like an average Joe, you got a family, you got a job, and you got all this other stuff to do, it's probably better to not wreck yourself in the gym, even if it's twice or three times a week, uh, and it's probably better to back off and do a more bodybuilding type strength mm-hmm. protocol rather than actually sticking to the powerlifting ordeal. If you have a life, yeah, yeah, if you have a life. You know, if, if all you have to do is go to the gym and crush yourself and come home and sit in a nice bath and uh, and drink protein shakes and watch you know, YouTube I, and watch YouTube. <laughs> and uh, reruns of like I don't know American Idol or some. I mean, yeah. Don't it would, t- it would seem there's one there's one path that seems a little better here. Yes. Um, yeah, I kind of agree. I don't. That wasn't the intention of the researchers, but it does seem that way. We can infer a lot about that. Now, there's one one stipulation, and that is if you want to get stronger, you have to get under heavy weight, and this is why. So the researchers found that yes the strength group got much more stronger in the squat and the bench press than the hypertrophy group or the bodybuilding group it wasn't significant statistically significant but it was a a pretty um, off the charts significant increase and that's because of this concept called neural drive uh do you know much about neural drive aaron uh not a lot (laughs) i don't i don't know a terrible lot but um, neural drive essentially is the central nervous system's ability to make muscles fire. So you have a motor neuron, which is the actual muscle cell, and it's innervated by its neuron. It's the actual, think about it like an electrical line running to a light. And whenever you turn that switch on, the power runs through the line, hits the light bulb, and it turns on it. It causes it to activate. And so essentially, the motor unit is a neuron in the muscle cell together and so if your neural drive is weak you're not maximally turning on your motor units and your motor units work in kind of like a threshold uh, you can turn on the ones that don't uh, apply as much force first and then the ones you apply moderate amounts of force second and then lastly the ones that really fire to make you lift heavy weight if you're not loading yourself up you're lacking in turning your neural uh, drive on to its maximum uh, performance. And when you don't do that, you're not practicing and you're not, um, in a sense, stimulating that part of your strength characteristics uh, and you aren't training yourself to get stronger. 
you can still get stronger in a hypertrophy program, but only to a certain point because you're not firing, maximally firing your neural drive. Mm. Is, am I making sense, Aaron? Or is definitely. That, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a certain threshold you got you got to reach mm-hmm. um, when it comes to weight and really just um, overloading your uh, your musculoskeletal system and, and getting that uh, nervous system to fire. In the words of uh, Ronnie Coleman, oh yes, everybody wants to get big, but nobody wants to lift heavy ass weight. Yes, and that is a great <laughs> way to end. So we're gonna leave it at that, folks. I hope you enjoyed and we're able to take away some really really practical information from today's. Uh, just over 10 minutes. We made it to 13 minutes. So have a great day. See ya.